one dungeon master, a misfit group of adventurers, all of them clueless. When a group of video gamers throw down their controllers and pick up dice, what's the worst that could happen? This is distracted by side quests. The Misfits have found themselves back in Fandolin after dispatching the Red Brands and also their leader rescued the hostages and come back to Fandolin, had a good night's rest. The day is yours. It's a bright, sunny day. Lots of people walking around, quite cheerful. There was a, a definite spring in everyone's step now that the Red Brands aren't an issue. So what do you want to do? It's a million dollar question. Right? Yeah. I, you know, there's some things to explore. There is the, um, oh God, now I'm trying to remember the, the, the woodsmith's name that, that died. Oh, I can't remember his name. I just remember him as the woodworker. Yeah, the woodworker. Well, his wife told us of a treasure that was left in their old haunted town, I believe. My memory serves me correct. Um, hoping Dungeon Master can give me a slight help with this. Yeah, so you'd heard about the goblins at Cragmore Castle. You'd heard about the ruins of Thunder Tree. And you also heard the myth of Wave Echo Cave. Yeah, that was where it was mentioned. Did it mention like that in conjunction with the Black Spider? Yes. Okay. For the record, I hate spiders. Hate them. Uh, I I feel like maybe we should go to Thunderland and collect the the the, the prize, if you will. So yeah, the the abandoned village of Thunder Tree. Yes, that one. Mm-hmm. We probably ought to also tell what was it? Holly Thornton would want to know that the Red Brands are has has word spread that the Red Brands are no longer a problem. Word has spread. You had okay. quite a heavy night in the Stonehill Inn uh, when you got back. There was no sign of Jatic. You're assuming he's sleeping off an enormous hangover after the enormous amount of beer that he downed. Um, and yeah, so word has got around. People smiled at you, they whispered to each other. So word has definitely got around that the uh, Red Brands have, have been vanquished. Oh, that'd be nice. We also might want to, at some point, swing by the town master just to rub it in his face. He won't be getting any more payments from them because he was corrupt politician. Typical. Yes, typical and agreed. Uh, maybe we have, uh, if I could only speak, that would be great. Maybe I'll just speak in Elven from here forward. Uh, okay. We should head over to the town master's hall. I think we should let him know. Uh, and let him know that his days of siphoning off the town's blood, if you will, are done. And maybe we can get some additional coin from him out of fear. <laughs> I like the sound of that. I'll go with that. So do you want to head to the town master's hall? Yes. So you walk through the town and as I say, people are a lot brighter this morning. There's no cheering or anything, but there's just, you know, general nods in your direction. Grateful nods, a bit of whispering, a bit of laughing. And you come up to the Town Master's Hall, which is 
quite a grand building. I wouldn't say it was very opulent, but it's the centre of, of the town, as you'd expect, uh, with stairs leading up to some big wooden doors. Well, we'll just make our way in. I'm assuming there's no guards in the exterior or anything that would prevent us from entering the building. No, there's no guards. So you walk in, and uh, as before, you spot Harbin West, uh, Wester. He's, again, at this time of the morning, it's breakfast time. He's sitting at his desk, sweating already, um, with what looks like six breakfasts in front of him. Dear Lord. Uh, and a large goblet of wine, red wine. Um, and he's stuffing his face, and he looks up as he's got a chicken leg in his mouth. And was there another chicken leg on the table? Uh, there's a whole chicken on the table. Hector's just going to pick up the rest of the chicken and start eating it. He looks at you with a mixture of fear, incredulity, and quiet. Um, he doesn't know, actually know what to think. This giant man has just come up and just picked up his chicken, which was the main part of his breakfast, and uh, started eating it. And he spits out, as he talks to you, he spits out bits of chicken out of his mouth. He says, what, what are you doing here? Hector's going to spit chicken out also and be like, greetings, townmaster. This certainly looks like a last meal. A last meal? And he is visibly shocked. He, he doesn't know what to make of that. That's thrown him completely. I mean, your days of living off the tit of this town and having the the red brands uh, to back you are are no longer they're no longer there. Well, that I, I was never working. Yeah, sure. With them, it's it's okay. It that much trouble. Harbin, they were well. They're dealt with Harbin. It's not even a matter anymore. So we can we can just get past that. Um, but I think uh, you know you should be rewarding us for taking care of the scourge that was in this town, known as the Red Brands, because the the town is forever grateful, as you should be as the town master. We have freed you from the burden of having to answer to them. Look, I I rewarded you for taking care of the orcs of Wyvern Tor, who were a real danger and annoyance to me. I'm not going to reward you for for getting rid of a mercenary guild, and there weren't that much trouble. Hmm. Ah, well, not a blight on the town. The Maybe you should distribute the funds that you received back to the people. I'd like to see you try to prove it. Oh, I think Halia Thornton, though, will certainly have much to say on this issue. And he chokes on his wine <laughs> and says, um, anyway, um, well, I, I can see a lot of people are happier that, um, the Red Brands have been dispatched. Hector's going to start setting bones down on his plate as he finishes them. And he watches, you see his head, so watch the bones and follow them down as each one goes down. And They're going to make like the shape of a person <laughs> as he sets them down. Hector, roll an intimidation check for me, please. Okay. 
we find it. Now, I have like no charisma. <laughs> Roll the th- three. Yeah. He's he's not intimidated. He's more salivating at the fact that that was a chicken that had been cooked especially for him. And he can see how much you're enjoying it. And it just makes him want to enjoy the chicken. And that breaks into annoyance. I'm going to start drinking his wine too. Now, now you really have gone too far, young man. Right, okay, look, I can see what's happened. Uh, I can see people are, you know, if I give you some money, I don't want you coming in this hall again and annoying me, okay? Let's call all our business done and get on with your lives, whatever little things you do. And I can get on with my life and my work and looking after this town. Very well, but we'll see how far, how long your uh, mastership over this town runs when we throw our influence behind your opponent in the next election. I don't have opponents in the elections. You will next time. We don't have elections. So you wait, you take this by force? vacated carbon because certainly there would be somebody that would need to fill it well let's just see shall we and he opens up opens up his desk and says look I haven't got time for this I now have to go and get myself more chicken and top of my wine and I'm already late for my fourth breakfast and you've just eaten my second so I'm getting really annoyed at this and you'll just ruin my com- completely ruin my day. Well, then my day is complete. Uh, let's settle up, Harbin. Uh, make sure it's worth our while, because otherwise we might have to come back and visit this town hall again. He mumbles to to Hector. I didn't want the apple anyway. Uh, <laughs> and he, he H- opens Hector his desk, Hector. and you hear shuffling around and sighing and. Um, and pops out throws down a bag of, of coins in front of you he says here there you go now be gone is is it easily identifiable how much this is it's a bag of coins uh, I'll just I'll open up the coins and look in and see is this just copper pieces is this actually you, gold? I don't want you counting it now you look Harvard. and and there's mainly there's mainly gold and, and silver in there okay I'll, I'll I'll lift it. Feel the heft. Does it feel weighty? Is this? Is this seem like this is something of value to us, or is this going to be chintzy? Um, roll an investigation check for me. <laughs> All right. Uh, investigation. Robin got a hefty bag. We shall soon find out. Uh, I didn't realize how much work Fandolin was going to be. They don't have elections now. We have to start a revolution. so you rolled a 22 um you are pretty good at estimating or guesstimating amounts of money um whether that's from your you know shady past or uh, just a natural knack but you think there's a couple of hundred worth of gold in there 
Okay. I'll, I'll nod to the rest of the group approvingly as though, you know, yeah, this works. And, right. and bear in mind that this is, you know, this isn't a very affluent town. Right. So a couple of hundred gold is, is a, you know, a fair amount. Cheers, Harbin. It's been a pleasure. Florida. Thanks for the chicken. He just ignores you and calls Eric more chicken. I don't feel sorry for that guy. Yeah, no kidding. They yelp in the back as if someone's just woken up and scurry your feet. You still here? No, we'll take our leave. Good. Yeah, we'll leave. Close the door. Behind you. We'll leave it open. Hector's uh, gonna shut it way too hard. Way, <laughs> way too hard. In fact, I'm gonna give you a strength check. Yeah, give me a strength check. Sixteen. Um, yeah, they you slam the door behind you and it shakes and Harbin Wester's name above the door falls off and smashes on the floor. And all you hear is a mu- muffled <laughs> Yep, feel sorry for that guy. Jeez. There's no wood carver to make a new one. <laughs> Where to next, friend elf? Small friend. Well, I suppose it's up to uh, a bit of a, a group debate. Should we uh, should we go to Thunderhill or, or, or Thunder a, a, that too? Thunder, whatever. It, the names are not important, little one. Well, they are, uh, and there's treasure involved. So. Yeah, true, true. Uh, but uh, Thunder Tree and and fetch what is likely to be a very worthwhile prize for for our efforts of saving the woodcarver's wife and family. I hope so. So I, I think maybe that is the easiest path for us to take. Um, and, and of course, there's this issue with Black Spider and uh, and further investigation. But to be honest, I don't know that I, I I don't know that I can truly be bothered by this. I don't know. Is it really yeah. our fight anymore? Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, is, I can't remember. Does the search for Gundren have anything to do with Black Spider? I remember if we determined that or not. Yes, you were working with Sildar, if you remember, and Sildar was accompanying, was supposed to be guarding. Um, right. He was supposed to guard Gundren Rockseeker. Yeah. And he was the one. He was the one invested him, and because it was Jack's cousin, invested in finding Gundren. And so I'm, I'm trying to so. What does that have to do with the Black Spider? Sildar Hallwinter asked us to search for Yano Albrecht, which was, he turned out to be the Glass Staff guy, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, so we would probably want to let him know about that. And was the was the, the notes we found with Yano Albrecht, the Glass Staff, was, he, um, was that a note from the Black Spider to him about seeing something taken care of quickly? So we'll definitely want to let Sildar know about what we found out with with um, Glass Staff that that was Yano Albrecht and he was working for the Black Spider. Correct. Yes, and that could I guess that could lead to finding Gundren Rockseeker. This is just me trying to parse it out in my head. No, it's okay. I, I I forget. We still have to find this. The poor guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's gonna find this dwarf. 
That was our original quest. But there's other things. I'm just saying, things come up, you know? And <laughs> this, this emerald necklace does strike me as something of value and, and importance, even. Maybe it's a famous heirloom that needs to be returned. Of course, I'm trying to play on Hector's sense of responsibility. <laughs> well, that's working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got that, too. You got him to a T on that one. Hmm. Absolutely, Fredo. So the, what you found out was that the the leader of these red brands was Glass Staff because of his magic staff, which was made of glass. And the mysterious figure called the Black Spider had hired the red brands to frighten off anyone and intimidate the locals for reasons unknown. Um, the Black Spider sent bugbears to reinforce the red brands to provide extra muscle. Do we have a, a any kind of gauge on where we think the Black Spider is, is located? Probably around Wave Echo Cave, but no one knows where that is. So, okay, it's it's been lost in in you know the the uh, lost in sort of history, basically. But you do know that Sildar wanted you to find Cragmore Castle because he thought that that was where Gundren was had been taken by the goblins. Okay, and. Cragmore Castle, I'm assuming it's kind of a known thing, but I don't see it on our map. Yes, so Cragmore Castle is that is, just bear with me. Our notes say, because I put it as Crag something castle, because I didn't know what you said at first, so it's, location it's, unknown, taken over by goblins. Yeah, so it's off the Tribal Trail. Um, okay. So we would have which to go is, north. Which is north. Yeah, so Sildar believed that the goblins had Gundren at Cragmore Castle. Yes, but that's where he is. And, and, you know, if you get him, if you find him, you should be able to get more information about about where everyone else is or, you know, who Black Spider is and, and everything else. Where would the town of Thunder Tree be in this grand scheme of things? It's off to the north up by the river. Okay. So it's in the Thunder Village. So maybe we go to Thunder Tree on our way to then exploring Tripper Trail since they're both to the north ish. Gundren can't get any more lost, so It's true. I mean dead maybe, but not lost. I mean he could be dead already for all we know, so This is true. So I I mean, if we're just going to recover a body, uh does it matter if we recover a body in two days or three days? And all is in the same general direction. Hector would like to stop stop at the um the um oh where is it? Hold on. At the Stone Hill Inn and see if um um is it Stone Hill Inn? Yeah. Yes. And see if he can borrow uh ask Elsa if he can borrow a uh, shovel. <laughs> That's Hector. Okay. Uh, real, real, just a quick uh, out of character question: Who is an anonymous coyote? Huh? In the show notes. Uh, uh what? It could be, it could be me. Because I'm. Well, I see you in there, Jason. I see you in there, and then I see anonymous coyote. Well, I've got an anonymous wa- uh, walrus. So. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, she might. I'm, be assuming, I'm assuming that's you. 
Oh. Yeah, maybe I'm the walrus and you're the coyote. There you go. All right. <laughs> uh, all right. So okay. we will stop. We'll get a shovel and then we will head off to Thunder Tree on our way that, to then link up to Trimmer Trail and see if we can't get to the castle. Okay. Hector so, will also ask for to see if she has any more beef jerky. Oh, there you go. That's a good traveling so, food. Yeah, so an hour later, you find yourself on the on the trail, on the road. You have acquired a shovel. You have a very large bag of jerky that was given to you on the house. And compared to the, the other stuff you've had, this is really good quality. And you do think that it's that good quality. You start to question yourself as to whether it's actually beef. Mm. Hector doesn't care. If it so, tastes good, um, it's fine. He just assumes it's beef. Thunder Tree is north of Fandolin. It's about 20 miles. So a good pace. You will get there. It's early, still early in the morning. You should get there a good pace. Bearing in mind also, you do have awesome cards which you've collected or recollected. And you get there just after midday. Ah, yes. And remember, good friends, she said it was somewhere in the southeast part of town. I'm assuming within their their old manor. Okay, so near the place where Neverwinter River emerges from Neverwinter Wood stands the abandoned village of Thundertree. Once this was a prosperous community on the outskirts of the forest, wealthy from the work of its woodcutters and trappers, then 30 years ago the eruption of Mount Hottenau to the north devastated Thundertree. In the wake of the natural disaster, a plague of strange zombies swept over the area, killing or driving off those who survived the eruption. Though most of the zombies have long since crumbled to dust, strange magic permeating the area has mutated the local vegetation into new and dangerous forms. From what you heard when you've passed people leaving the uh, town and people you've encountered on the road, they dare few people dare to venture into the ruined village now and those who do seldom stay long you hear that there are two notable exceptions rumors of a druid called redoth who visits thunder tree from time to time keeping a wary eye on its dangers you also hear of cultists arrive recently to bring offerings to something but no one knows what mm. What's the druid's name again? Sorry. Redoth? Redoth, yeah. As you approach the ruins, the trail becomes an old, overgrown lane winding between dilapidated buildings choked in vines and brush. Ahead of you, in the middle of the setting, rises a steep hill upon which stands a stone tower with a partially collapsed roof and an adjoining cottage. A dirt road hugs the base of the hill and wends its way between old stone houses, many of which are roofless ruins with interiors open to the weather. Other buildings appear more or less intact. The whole place is eerily silent. A wooden sign is nailed to a post nearby. It reads, Danger. Plant monsters and zombies turn back now. Plant monsters? Well, this will be fun. Interesting. Um, I'm going to make the suggestion we should embrace fire 
Not only because I've heard, obviously, fire is effective, or not so obvious, that it's effective against zombie dead-like creatures, but I also have to think plants are not going to like fire. So I, I'm going to pull out a, a torch to light it. Okay. I'll look to the others and signal they should probably do the same. Hector will then follow Traylon's lead and get a torch in one hand and uh, he'll go ahead and draw Talon in, in the other. Yep. Yeah. By the way, I am now kind of comfortably just procured that glass staff, wielding the staff of defense. So I have that in one hand and the torch in the other. So, so what you're saying is you get your staff in one hand and it never mind. Yes. I have my <laughs> staff in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Also, we should probably try to stay in open spaces, not get too close to any particular buildings yep. unless we intend to go into them. Let's just scout the area out. Don't forget it's a glass staff, so he's you know you know he has to polish it thoroughly. <laughs> right. Here we go. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So where do you want to go? Just kind of start to make my way into town. Okay. Okay. Hector will just kind of follow closely behind. Yeah. To you, to the south of you is a crumbled stone cottage with no roof. You find weeds that rampant, and it's almost cowering in the shadow of an old tree. You hear rustling coming from the undergrowth, and I'd like you to. Um, Make, let's see, perception check. What's your passive perceptions, please? 14. Uh, Passive perceptions, 14 as well. You don't know what's there. All you know is that there's something moving in the undergrowth towards that house. Towards... Hmm. I already managed to piss something off. We've only been here like five minutes. You talking about right here? Yeah. Phil? Yeah. Okay. Hector will just start walking up to see if you get a look at it. Okay. As you walk up, two twig blinds come out out of the undergrowth. Uh, Sorry. What? Twig twig what? Twig Twig blinds. They are like tree creatures. Very small. And they just stare at you. Hector would like to lean down and say, Hello, tiny friends. Do you live here? Traylon has a vision of these things leaping up and attacking his face. Uh, right? We're going to eat this for sure. At least try. Or we're going to get a bunch of splinters. Don't seem to understand what you're saying to them. Um, see. I'll try to speak in Goblin. And see if they understand that. If that doesn't work, I'll try it work. So what languages they understand? They actually do, as you talk, and as you talk amongst yourselves, they do seem to understand what you're saying in common. Um, <laughs> but they can't make any noise. They can't speak back. They just stand there, just looking at you. I see. Yes or no questions, then? Okay. I think that's a good call. Do you live here, tiny friends? Nod your head for yes or shake your head for no. So they 
the, they're basically small, leafless walking plants. So they look like twigs. So with little hands and little legs. Um, jump up and down for a yes and squat they for no. They jumping up and down. They jump up and down furiously. <laughs> and if they could look pleased with themselves, they're looking pleased with themselves. <laughs> Hector will say, do you, do you eat like in the, offer them like beef jerky? <laughs> <laughs> they look very oddly at the beef jerky. Hector will pull out another piece and just eat it to show them. No, they, they are hungry. They move towards it and one of them snatches the jerky out of your hands. And Hector will pull out some more and be like, uh, here, can you, can, we're trying to get somewhere in this, in this abandoned village in your home, but we would like to pass respectfully if you, if this is your home, can you show us where something is? One of them jumps up and down, the other stands still. I hand the other one some more beef jerky. He starts to jump up and down. Do you need to, can you, can you show us what, where, what is it we're trying to find again, friend elf? Uh, it is, do you, do you know where the old woodcarver and family's house was? I don't recall if that's actually, if it was her family. I think it was her family's house. Her family, yeah. I think it was her family, yeah. Do you remember what her name is? Or her family names was? Woodcarver's wife. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Woodcarver. <laughs> there was a wealthy family that had a green necklace. Do you do you know where that might be? One of the twig blights starts to move oddly moves oddly did you feed the gremlins god damn it <laughs> and it's not after almost, it starts to rock back and forth and falls flat down onto the floor oh did you kill it with meat it's <laughs> right runs over to it Tries to shake it a bit. Oh. Looks up at you all and then runs off into the foliage. Okay, so it thinks we just poisoned it, which begs the question the beef jerky we have could potentially some of it be bad. Does Hector need to poop? Throw <laughs> a constitution check for him. No, you're absolutely fine. There's, there's nothing wrong for, for humans and, and humanoid. Because there's nothing wrong with the beef jerky. Whether beef jerky fits in with twig blights, dietary requirements. <laughs> if they're vegetarian, if they're vegetarian, would that make them cannibals? Well, you just killed a tree. That's what's happened. <laughs> the twig blight that has fallen over noticeably shrivels up and goes from a healthy looking twig to a, a dried up twig. Uh, I'll, I'll take a little water and pour it on the twig twig blight and see if that helps. Nothing happens. All right. Hector, uh, will, no, pick, Hector will pick up the twig blight and says, maybe we, we, the druid, can heal him. Or heal them. I shouldn't assume their pronouns. Uh, Hector just 
worth pointing out. Maybe we don't feed any more twig blights beef jerky. It was a good thought. It's a good thought. Light uprising, and it'll be a little cold. Perhaps. Do do you know? As as we're looking, kind of where the twig blights were. Do we notice anything else of of interest? There's Um, there's another yeah. So the crumbling cottage is all there. There's just to the south of those. There's a couple of side by side cottages. Look like they might have been the homes of prosperous shopkeepers or well off farmers in their time. All that remains from where you stand is collapsed walls and piles of debris. Um, mm. Several young trees have grown up in the midst of the ruins, um, but you can Le- see that they were quite well decorated and well built houses on point. Uh, this this house here uh, d- is it intact? So that's. From the distance, it looks like it was formerly a tavern. There's a there's a sign hanging by one hook outside, and you can barely make out it says the brown horse. It shows a, a faded image of a, a workhorse holding a flagon of ale. Which is probably what Hector's jerky is made out of. The building is, is sagging and dilapidated, but it's more intact than the ruins across the road. Do the doors look like they're closed? Yes, they do. Hmm. Okay, I'll, I'll make my way over towards it. Mind you, as I'm as I'm going by any vegetation, whatever, I'm always leading with the torch. Better back him up, in case there's Hector. Something. Hector has put his torch away and is carrying the twig blight, like to see if we run across this druid. Hector would like to see if if the druid can heal the twig blight. He feels guilty for poisoning it. <laughs> okay, so there are two doors on the front of this building. Mm-hmm. The door on the right hand, on the eastern side, seems to be more of an entrance, you know, a, a customer entrance. Uh, the door on the left, on the west, appears to be... Um, sorry, I've read that wrong. I've looked at that wrong. There's a door on the front. Right. Those are windows. The glass is misted and dirty. You can't see inside. But is this a window was- here? Yes, it's a window. Okay. Gotcha. Okay, so we can't see inside... Uh, would we be able to detect any kind of motion? Roll a perception check, please. While he's doing that, Hector is going to, like, gingerly lay the twig blight down in, like, the grass. And so he can get ready to, in case there's danger. That way he doesn't get, you know, he's not holding a twig blight in one hand. Okay. That was horrible. Yeah, you can't um, notice anything. It's very quiet. Very quiet. He is really quiet. Hector is just going to walk up and open the door. Oh, boy. Prepare yourselves. Okay, so with a rumble, the door opens and almost falls off its hinges. It's now one hinge just hanging there. It's dark inside. You can see chairs, tables, what appears to be a bar and something glinting. The bar's at the back of the room and something appears to be glinting underneath the dust on the bar. Uh, uh, we'll just kind of walk in and check it out. Okay. I hope there isn't any traps or anything. Yeah. As you walk in, you hear groaning. Oh, dear. And around you, things start to shift and move. And you see not one, not two, not three, but four humanoid forms appear around you. And four ash zombies wake <laughs> uh, 
Oh, Hector. <laughs> well, we found the zombies. Oh, we found some. Quicker than I expected. Hector so, would draw not his other sword. <laughs> yes. Hector, I would like you to roll initiative. In fact, you can all roll initiative, please. 14. Traylon rolled an 8. Kim rolled a 16. Very good, Kim. Uh, Traylon rolled an 8. Your Lord Elf. That rolled a 14. But much time polishing your staff again, didn't you? Yeah, you know. Yeah. All right, well... Well, we haven't all been there, I guess, but okay. First, Ash Zombie rolls very well and rolls a two. Man, it's looking pretty good compared to the two. Oh, this this is true. Not so um, much on that one. Well, you know. So, Ash Zombie 1 is going to shuffle forward towards Hector, and it will do something in a minute. Hell, maybe you could feed it some jerky and maybe it'll die off too. <laughs> Should just shove some jerky in its mouth. Right, there you go. <laughs> right, so it's, it's going to reach forward and try and slam you. It's a slam. Oh, it's trying to slam. It's meaty hands. Mm, and yeah. rolls an eight. So it just misses you in a sort of wild, stereotypical zombie way, waving its hands towards you. Zombies Hector's nice. fought zombies before, so he knows the he knows the dance. He ducks it. Kim. All right. Well, since I'm straggling out here outside the door, I guess I better put my myself up here by the door, and then hmm, what to do? What to do? I guess I will uh, use my crossbow and. From that position, you can only see two of the zombies. So okay. Two directly in front of you. I'll get that guy right there. At least that's the help. Okay, with your crossbow, go ahead. Uh-huh. It's a good idea. You can use your sneak attack because he's in melee range with me. He can. So, 17 hits for 6 piercing damage and 12 sneak attacks at 18 damage, which slams into the zombie. Doesn't kill him. Yeah, it's hurt him a little. But it does knock it back slightly. Makes him stagger. Well, I give Hector a little breathing room anyway. Excellent shot, small friend. I do it again. So let's see. He's holding two long swords, so he will use two weapon fighting, and he has. I'm just trying to check his. So I get two attacks per action. So I believe it's a two attacks and a bonus attack. Is that how it works? Sorry, before we do that, that zombie that Kim just hit. As the bolt goes into it, a huge puff of ash comes out and Hector, I'd like you to make a constitution saving throw, please. Uh-oh. Hmm. Sure thing. Thank you for listening to Distracted by Side Quests. Please rate and review us on Podchaser, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. Find out more by visiting distractedbysidequests.com.